Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And bundle up because it is cold out there today. It is. It is very cold. I was going to start the podcast with a little Nintendo joke, but it was a wee too hard to come up with one. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> been thinking <laughs> about that all week. No, just the past two hours. <laughs> <laughs> i thought no. of it when i was when i was walking my dog this morning <laughs> oh that was that was yeah. good that was good I it was that. amazing what are you talking about yeah it was good <laughs> um so yeah it is very very cold we are i think you and i were discussing before we started the recording that there's some frost out there we're chilly up here mm-hmm. in the northeast already i think it was 20 something degrees when i woke up this morning uh it's a good day to sit in and play some nintendo games And I think that's actually a great segue to get right into our first story. And the fact is Nintendo games and just how many of them are there out there for us to play? Well, it seems that there's more than you would think. Now, that's not saying they're all good. I'm not saying that. But right now, Nintendo Switch has over 6,700 third party games on the eShop or even physicals that you can buy. Uh, This includes 1,100 editions in the last six months alone, which is crazy that it's blown up that much over just the last six months. I cannot believe that. Uh, And then these third-party games are actually delivering over 50% of all Switch game sales. This is the highest number of third-party games on Nintendo that they have ever had on any of its systems. So it's... You you would not be able to say there's not games to play on the Switch. And I know and I understand there's a lot of junk out there, you know, a lot of those calculators and weird little crappy things that we've seen. But <laughs> yeah. being that you and I look at the games every single week, I don't think there is maybe occasionally, rarely is there a, a week that goes by we don't have at least a check of a game. I think the whole time we've been doing the podcast there's been maybe two weeks yeah. where we haven't had anything checked and it was just because there wasn't a lot coming out that one week and the majority of the time there's multiple checks so this there is so many games i would say easily a thousand if not more out of the 6700 that are decent if not great and worth spending some money on i think that is so exciting and it's so accessible to just jump on the eShop. you can download a game quick and try something new. Every week I'm adding to my wish list. Every week. And Same. Uh, I think I have my, my wish list is crazy, but I would say it's probably crazier than most, primarily because of the podcast, because we're constantly mm-hmm. looking at games. But I would say I probably have 200, 300 games on my wish list. Oh that my God. I just tagged. Oh, I've been doing the podcast for three years. So That's true. Um, every every week there's a there's at least a game that gets added on there. It's pretty overwhelming, to be honest, like especially for us, because we have to go through the games every single week and it's just a lot. Yeah. But yeah, there's so there's, many games out there. You have no excuse to be bored if you have yeah, a Yeah, there's a lot of games. <laughs> now, I will say that it, that lends itself to the, the eShop needs an overhaul without it a does. doubt. There needs mm-hmm. to be we've we've said this for years now, but there needs to be a better way of kind of weeding through those games now i understand that reviews are tough because you have people that review bomb and all that kind of junk that happens but it would be nice to see maybe reviews that your friends have made or suggestions and games that your friends have want like gave a star to even you know just give me star games something that kind of brings the better stuff to the top 
Uh, I think that would be really nice. We have started seeing what friends are playing and what's trending in the games when you go to your friends list, which is kind of interesting. But in in most cases, it's it's the games you just always it's Animal Crossing, right? Or mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're games, you know, people are playing. I want to start when I go to the eShop and I'm looking to buy that next game. I would love to see games that are suggested to me because my friends have given it a thumbs up. That would make more value. That would make it stand out to me. And I would probably find games that maybe are uh, outside the norm. And that would that would be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I also want to see um, a performance boost because every week when I have to go in and add in the top 10 bestsellers, mm-hmm. I feel like it's running slower and slower every single week. It's just oh, it's the responsiveness mess. is terrible. Yeah, it's a mess. It, it's It's awful. So... I hope they give it attention. They probably won't for a very long time if they do, though. Well, it's it's we'll hard see. to say. I I know I'm not that, optimistic. <laughs> I know that they had come out with a, a report recently that they are going to be putting a lot of money into R and D and the online experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking, you know, billions of dollars going into this. So because of that, I'm hoping to see that we're going to have that happen. There's definitely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they recently were had their their investor meeting and all of that and they they did lay out that they're putting a lot of money into the online experience and into R&D for, you know, future probably hardware and yeah. software. Yeah. So I'm 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 hoping. Let's let's hope that they have been listening to people because we have been very vocal that the online experience and the eShop need some love without a doubt. Yeah, and I also add to that me being pessimistic isn't a bad thing because every time I am pessimistic about it, um, it always ends up working out pretty well. So <laughs> I end well, up putting my yeah. foot in my mouth pretty often these days. That's that's good. There's nothing yeah, wrong with good. that. You know, if you if you have lower expectations, it's it's easy to exceed them. Much happier. Yes, yeah, you have a much happier go. life with lower yeah. expectations. So that, that moves us on to our next story. It seems that in just 77 days, the Nintendo Switch version of Zelda Skyward Sword, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, has already sold 3.60 million units as of September 30th. And this means it has already matched the lifetime sales of the original Wii game, which mm. was about 3.67 million. So nice. that's just kind of a fun little little fact of the day yeah pretty cool. that's pretty yeah that's pretty crazy i mean obviously it's doing well i mm-hmm. i didn't pick it up but uh, a lot of people clearly did and it's probably the better way to play it i would say maybe i i don't really know yeah. i don't know if people overall are i i know we've had a few of the listeners make comments regarding the controls being a little odd until you had to get used to them and, and their things were a little wonky, but once they got used to it, they seemed to really enjoy it. So I think, I think that's great that it's doing so well. It's kind of getting a second life. I was really excited when they first announced it because I'd never played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were saying, there's always so many new games coming to the switch every week. So I end up prioritizing those, but when I do eventually play Skyward Sword, it will definitely be on the switch. I'm not going to, go out of my way to get the Wii game. <laughs> no, no. No way. No. I, I still have I still have my Wii. It's sitting sitting behind me on the shelf actually. But uh yeah, I would not be plugging that in no. to play this. No. Yeah. Now something that I will actually get into later as far as what I've been playing is Pikmin Bloom. It rolled out I think last week it came out officially. Mm-hmm. It's 
by Niantic, the same people that make Pokemon Go. So if you've if you've played that, you're probably familiar with the general gist of what this game is. It's this one is definitely a more laid back version of Pokemon Go. I would say you really don't need to do much of anything. It's basically a mm. a step counter, I would say. And as you take more steps, you grow uh, more Pikmin, and then they sort of spread flowers around everywhere you go if you choose oh yeah it's kind of weird i I, i've i've been playing (laughs) it for you (laughs) i've been quote playing it you've been walking basically yeah i i I take steps and this is (laughs) in my pocket while i'm doing it so i guess that's me playing this game i've been seeing uh people that are going out on expeditions with their pikmin they're like sending them out to do jobs and things like that i don't understand how that's all working because i don't have that option so i'm wondering Hmm. if maybe i don't have enough pikmin or maybe my my i'm not high enough level yet i i really don't know gotta get more steps in i'm yeah i guess (laughs) i mean i get six thousand to ten thousand a day so i don't really know what its goal is i would imagine people are just out there doing marathons with this thing in their pocket maybe i (laughs) i really don't understand it um but that all aside pigment bloom is already having its very first community day and that's going to be november 13th it's going to run from 9 a.m to 6 p.m your local time and uh the the pikmin seedlings in your planter pack will grow 1.5 times faster than their usual speed and the fruits will give two times the usual amount of nectar and users who walk 10,000 steps or more on this day will be awarded a special Community Day Participant Badge. And Ooh. as if all of that wasn't enough, the <laughs> big flowers that grow will bloom into pansies. So buckle up for a fun-filled, exciting day of Pikmin Bloom. Pansies are pretty. Sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. So to each their own. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so the okay, just so people understand what I'm saying when I'm talking about the seedlings and the nectar, if you're like, what is going on? So basically you get these little seedlings that you plant in the game. And they will based on how many steps. So a seedling can be a thousand, and I've seen all the way up to ten thousand steps in order to make it bloom and when it does it turns into a you like pluck it and it's a little pikmin and some of them are red some of them are you know blue some of them are yellow and all the different colors that pikmin grow and in order to get those seedlings you walk around in different places and apparently i'm kind of guessing it's like pokemon go where there's hot spots so like if i walked around in the stockades there would probably be more seedlings added to my pack whereas right now parks or something Right now, I don't have any. So it's kind of like Mm. I'm not walking in places that give me those. I don't know Mm -hmm. where I get them. You know, it's not it's not very clear how I'm getting them. Uh, Occasionally, a Pikmin of that's following me will will have them like they they have they they gather things while you're walking. So most of them gather fruit and sometimes they have odd little seedlings or whatever else they find along the way. If they have fruit, you pick that fruit up from them and that turns into nectar and then you feed the Pikmin nectar and then they 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 have a flower that grows on their head and they when level you up, and when you of. pick the flower on their head, you get petals and those are the petals you spread when you're walking around. It's a lot of things that none of it makes any sense. 
there's not like stuff you do. Apparently, there are mushrooms. And, you know, if you've ever played the game Pikmin games, you can send your Pikmin out to do things. They actually do stuff. And I haven't gotten any of that yet. So, like I said, it's just a step counter and that you occasionally check and runs your battery down. Uh, so if you're looking for that, then Pikmin Bloom's the game for you. I actually completely forgot about this game. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then it was actually Mott's texted us his his friend code or whatever it is. And I was like, what? And then I had to look it up and realize, oh, this is for that that app that I completely, totally forgot about. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even added him yet. It's not on my I'm, radar. <laughs> I, I And I should, maybe I should add him just for the sake of, of trying it. But I haven't even added him yet because I'm just like, yeah, this is not going to be on my phone for long. Yeah. So it's kind of, what's the point, you know, but maybe I will, maybe that opens up some sort of gameplay element. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people out there are loving this. And if you are, let me know, like maybe I'm missing something or maybe I have to unlock some other part of it. But in general, it's just kind of like, okay, that's cool. I have a Fitbit. It's doing the same exact thing. So I don't really need this. They do have other elements that are like a, uh, almost like a journal. So it tracks each day's steps. And it tells you where you went and you can add photos if you want. And you can say, oh, today was a happy day or today was a sad day. And uh, <laughs> I guess you can look back on those things kind of like a journal. But I have I have, have uh, I have day one. So I just literally write in a journal if I want. You know, I don't need Pikmin yeah. Bloom to document my life um, because I have a feeling it won't be around long enough to really look back on fond memories. Yeah, that was weirdly phrased, but day one is another app just for people who don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a journaling yeah. app. It's a journaling app, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really totally interested, so I personally won't be playing this. I'm much more interested in the actual game for the yeah. Switch. I and would stick with the also, game. Also, yeah, that's also my huge, crazy backlog of games that I will one day play. So um, I'd prefer that over this. But for those of people out there who are enjoying this, that's it's awesome. I mean, I'm glad Nintendo made something that you enjoy. Yeah. Speaking of things Nintendo made that people enjoy, the Animal Crossing update is out. It actually came out a little early, and the DLC is now out officially. Mm-hmm. Like, Yay, it's out. We've been playing it. Um, I, I did dive into the patch notes a little bit, and something that I found pretty interesting was there are certain conditions that have to be met for the actual base game of Animal Crossing New Horizons before you can actually get into the Happy Home Paradise content. Um, You have to have the building for resident services. You have to have your own house and you have to have finished the DIY workshop. Um, So those of you who are starting from scratch, just a heads up, you won't be able to get into any of that, get into any of that fun new stuff until you have that stuff done. And then another thing to note is, you know, we are, are, have done this. Um, We stopped playing our game for a while. We had cockroaches in our house. It might be a good idea to get rid of those cockroaches before fight before really you know firing up the game because uh villagers will actually visit your house randomly now and if they do they will have very negative reactions if you have cockroaches running around oh nice so just i don't know make sure you take care of that tidy up a little bit yeah i've been playing it i've been enjoying it so far i didn't get the um the happy home paradise dlc yet i didn't buy it yet i've just been enjoying the update because that was enough for me to like feel that it was just enough content for me to dive into for a while. It was going to keep me busy for a while. And it has. It, it's It's been interesting trying to figure out how to cook things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, yeah. that's great. I have I have both. I did download the free update as well as the paid DLC update. Uh, so we're kind of teasing our what we're playing here because we've already gotten into Pikmin Bloom and Animal Crossing, but we might as well talk about it now. Mm-hmm. I will say that it's 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 Animal Crossing. Uh, when you first get there, all this stuff happens, but it's also not like when you when you get to the archipelago. I'm just saying in general. So like oh, Animal okay. Crossing in general, when you fire up the game and you've got the DLC and you've got all the stuff added, don't expect to jump in and feel like, whoa, this game's a, a totally oh, different yeah. game. You know, essentially you could walk around and not notice anything different. Um, but as you kind of, you know, first I went and I got bru- and they this is another weird thing. They don't tell you anything in this game really, because if you do it out of sequence, so you have to find Brewster before you can add him to the museum and Brewster runs the coffee shop. Now, in order to find Brewster, you have to go to one of the new islands by boat, by boat that what's his name brings you to. Now, if you happen to jump in the boat and go to the island before looking for Bruce, you have to wait until the very next day because he only goes to the islands once a day. So now you have to wait. I made a day. that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the game just lets you kind of stumble along. There's no real clear. I, I get that it's not a race, but it's also kind of like, come on, man, I got to wait a whole day now just because I didn't know what I was supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's fine. It's you know you're not trying to rush but at the same time you kind of want the the coffee shop and then i got the coffee shop and i'm like oh there's literally nothing to do in this coffee shop except sit down and drink coffee <laughs> there's nothing to do <laughs> like it's every like, other coffee i can shop. sit in the house i get <laughs> so it's it's they add these cool elements but there's no there's no like there's nothing there there's it's nothing. just cute stuff it's just that cute you can do. That's i all. walked in i sat down i had a cup of coffee and i left i'm like all right well that was cool i guess see you, Brewster. <laughs> see ya. i'll probably never come back in here again and uh you know but i am happier with the actual dlc that actually feels uh substantial the paid dlc that feels like a game so you go there and you do things and there's things, a goal, there's some reason for doing something. Uh, and I, that I'm enjoying. I, I'm, I'm really liking that part of it. I think that there's going to be a lot of really fun new stuff that you can get for your actual island when you come back home. I did have a visitor come to my house and we sat on my couch and we watched a little TV together. And I thought <laughs> that was really, really cute. It was actually my favorite visitor on my entire island. So we just kind of hung out together and it, it's cute. It, I mean, it's Animal Crossing. It's always going to be cute. I think you just have to take your time with it and just kind of walk around. I have been on the terrible terrible experience of trying to maintain my flowers this last two days trying to get some organization going with these flowers because (laughs) they have literally taken over the island and there is no easy way of getting rid of them they need to put in a flamethrower in this game so you can just torch every flower that's still there because it's one after another, after another, and you dig it up. It's tedious. You put the hole down, and then you yeah. dig up the next one. Then you're full of your your inventory is full. So now you have to run and sell them, and it's just like, oh my god, I have hundreds of flowers. Mm. It's going to take me a long time, but I do have, for the most part, my flower beds are all organized. And then I'm thinking about, I'm like, great, I'm doing all this for my flower beds, and I'm probably in two months, I'm going to be digging all these up just because they're pointless to have on my island. But <laughs> I did want to have sort of this flower 
and maybe I'll build like a nice outdoor garden area for the flowers, kind of like, you know, to really showcase them all. But I, right now I just wanted flower beds so I can see that I almost have every flower in the game. And that's kind of what I'm doing with these, where I'm just making a, some sort of order of what I have and then what I need still. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to make room for my garden. I, I want to have a whole farm area. And, and that's what I'm trying to prep for right now. And it's just, whew, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I, I got lucky because I kind of had a, a farm area, orchard area already set up. Mm-hmm. So it's literally just, I'm going to have to get rid of some pumpkin plants to make way for the other plants. But I, I screwed up a little bit because I didn't realize you could only get, so on, on Harvey's Island, the photographer, there's the co-ops that you can buy. Yes. So that way you can have like people like Red or Leaf there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I went there and you can only quote fundraise. So you can only buy basically one co-op per day. And I for accidentally hundred thousand bells. Yeah, hundred thousand bells. I, I have like three million bells saved up, mm. so I'm good. But um I got red by accident, not realizing that you need leaf in order to buy those new plants and, and the the wheat and carrots and stuff like that. You have to get them through leaf and so I'm I'm a couple of days behind where I wanted to be, <laughs> mm. but I do get to buy my plants from Leaf hopefully today. The nice thing too is because of the co-op, you now don't have to wait for Red's boat to show up to get paintings and stuff for the museum. Yeah, you can go there, and every single day you can get something new for the museum, which I love. That that just makes things so much easier because I felt like getting the artwork was so far away from me that I was never going to finish it. So it was just like, I'm not even going to bother. But now it's exciting. Now there's a reason for me to go back into the game every single day again. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I like. No, I that's a good point because yeah. I went in to look at my uh, my museum. And I surprisingly to me, I had maybe three or four uh, you know, paintings or something on my wall. And I was just <laughs> like, wow, I'm shocked I even had that many. Because I didn't think I was I, – everyone I got, I think I had a fake. Even when yeah. I was – you know – like I went to art school and it was just like, I cannot tell sometimes which one's the real thing. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'll be I looking at some. Yeah. Well, you have to look it up <laughs> sometimes because <laughs> if you don't know anything about these paintings or the, the school, I mean, some of them are obvious, but other ones are very well done. And I'm not familiar with all art. So when I look no. at something, I'm like, well, that looks cool. I don't know. I guess that could be the real thing. And yeah, it's ne- it never is. But that being said, some of the fake art is also very cool because I was reading that like some of it glows in the dark and some of it mm-hmm. does other things. And I want that too. So sometimes if I see something that's there, even if it's not the real piece, I may buy it because I want the fake piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it adds a lot of time. I did go to Harv's Island and I did pay for my first vendor. What I didn't do is pay attention to which vendor I got. So I, I was just I thinking did, yeah. like, I, I was like, oh, what am I just supposed to guess what vendor is which? And what ended up happening was I got the, I just was starting from the left and was just going to go all the way around. Oh, okay. And so I've got like the, the fortune teller lady. I'm like, what? I wasted a whole day on a Ooh. fortune te- teller lady. So now today, I believe, I believe, I believe Ooh, Leaf good one. will be there. I believe he'll be there today. Unintentional puns. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So I will hopefully today be doing my 
my my garden, my farm. I I, I want to say it's a farm because we're going we're going large scale. I have an orchard. <laughs> I have flowers galore, and now I'm going to have a beautiful uh, farm to grow things. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that. Now I will ask you because we have ordinance now in the game. Have you set up any of those? Are you are you messing around with any of them? No, not yet. I don't really have a reason to play around with it yet. I feel like because I, I I already know what the ordinances are yeah. just because of doing the podcast and neither like I I can I have the flexibility where I can go into the game earlier in the day if I need to get something, um, but you don't. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to use the the there's so there's four of them. There's the one that allows the villagers to sort of keep an eye on your uh, weeds and water your flowers. That mm-hmm. one's going to be a no for me. For one, I don't mind the weeds growing <laughs> the last on my thing island. You need is your flowers getting more water. Oh, geez, I you know I come to the <laughs> island the next day and the place will be just, just won't I won't die. be able to do anything. Like as it is, I can't. There's a whole sector of my island I can't even shoot balloons because when they fall on the ground there's nothing but flowers they just instantly get lost oh no so i've lost many balloons because i've shot them and they landed in my flower beds uh there should be an ordinance where you can just say remove all island flowers and just start from scratch something like (laughs) i mean i it's just so many i'll have to give a tour one of these days of of the craziness but it is i'm wrangling it it's getting under control so Going back to the different ordinances, there's one that allows the villagers to maintain the island a little bit. That's a Mm -hmm. no for me. There's the early bird, which allows the shops to open up early. There's the night owl, which allows the villagers and shops to stay up late. And then there's the bell buzz or whatever bell something or another, which allows you to- Makes everything cheaper. No, it lets you sell things for more money, but everything's also cost more money. So what- Yeah. What's the point of that? Well, the point is if you're not looking to buy things. So I'm thinking I may do that one. And the only reason I do that is I wouldn't be looking to buy anything for a little while. But I have so many trees and so many flowers that I'm trying to sell right now. If I only stick to selling, I can make more bells. Oh, so you, you have to you kind of change make, the ordinance whenever you want, right? Yeah, it takes a day okay. to take take effect. So, like today, I'm I'm looking at all of my trees, and as far as my trees go, I have every fruit on my island. So I'll have some of the exotic fruit. I have a tree for every one, and I have one, two, three, four. I have eight trees for each fruit. So I have a ton of fruit on my island, and they're all full right now. So I'm going to I'm going to make the ordinance today and like get all of my flowers, get all of my fruit and then dump it all over the like the next week so that I can make my bells. And then next week, I'll probably go back to normal and get rid of the ordinance because I'll be back into buying stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense. You have, But you have to you know, you have to maintain that you have to keep changing it because otherwise you're going to get stuck with with having this ordinance that you can't actually use because you're yeah. trying to buy things and it ends up costing you a lot of money. But so there's pretty interesting, all of the different stuff in it. It's funny. I woke up this morning and for the first time in six months, eight months, I was like, Ooh, I got to buy turnips today, which was <laughs> no. kind of fun. Yeah, It was yeah. kind of a nice, nice feeling to be excited to fire up the game again, which I haven't had that, that sense in so long. So I'm it's- excited to be back in the world. It's kind of nice to have this sort of nostalgic attachment to this game, even though we were super into it not that long ago. It's it's yeah. nice. It's yeah, cool. it, it is yeah. unfortunate because, you know, it's a game I feel like I could be excited to be playing for quite a while. 
And uh, I guess for me, when I when this initially came out, I was not, you know, I never liked Animal Crossing. So it was a huge surprise to me that I got me so into it. And yeah. then it was kind of a disappointment that I, I want more, you know, I want them to continue to do this kind of stuff and to mm-hmm. c- continue giving us fun things to look forward to. But regardless of whether or not we are getting more updates and more content, we are getting into what I would say is the best time of year in this game. And that's the Halloween and the Thanksgiving and the Christmas season, the holidays for mm-hmm. the game. And that I'm just excited to be back in and have things to do. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm excited to just be excited about the game again. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows how long it will last for, but and and that reminds me too because I was mentioning to you the other day that everything about this game over the last month has felt very weird. Just strange because they announced these this these this update that's coming out and it's like everything, all the all the things that we wanted and needed all coming out at once. And then they announced this DLC, this, all this crazy new stuff that they're adding and you can pay for and yada yada. And then they released the update early. And to yeah. me, it felt really strange that it's almost like they're trying to rush this, like rush things to close the chapter on the Animal Crossing game. It, it feels really strange. Yeah, I was confused as to why they came, why they allowed this to come out early. You know, like you had a date. Comes out early. Yeah, why, why, why did yeah. you just drop it all of a sudden? There was a date that was set. So I yeah. that I thought was very odd. I'm not going to complain that it was out. It just felt just like well, weird. Why did you <laughs> do that? You know, why did you come out with it early? Yeah. But uh, yeah, very strange, but I'm happy it's here and I'm happy to be running around. I think you will absolutely love the paid DLC, though. That well, is, I'm hoping that is, to get it around Christmas. Yeah, that is right yeah. up your alley. You are going to really enjoy it. Um because it's all about just building fancy decorating. designs and decorating. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, you know I'm excited I'm to be playing that because the one, I can bring that stuff back to the island. And I'm really excited to start messing around with the villagers on my island's houses and the outsides yeah. of them and to make them look nice. So, yeah, I'm really I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm happy to be back in the world. We'll have to do a joint tour then. Like after I get the DLC, maybe we'll hop on and do a stream together and we visit each other's islands and archipelagos and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea because by that that. point, I'll probably have some of my flowers gone. So (laughs) I'll have other things on your island. Yeah, I may be able to actually show something that's interesting because right now, like (laughs) I said, it's just fields of flowers. So there's really not, not much to look at. But yes, by that point, I should have something that's worth showing, which will be exciting. Now that gets us to our next story and we're going to file this under, yeah, no duh, because Metroid Prime producer hopes for a Metroid movie. Uh, Who doesn't? Hello. (laughs) We've all been hoping for a Metroid movie. This should not be a surprise to anybody at all that there that we want to see it you know this came up because obviously the super mario movie is is happening but uh yeah uh where's our movie where is the metroid movie and then it got us thinking who would play samus you know who who would be the star of the metroid movie and and you had a couple we wrote them in the notes and i had a couple different ones that i felt would be better for the part so in your mind who are you thinking for what are you thinking for the the person playing Samus? Well, I'm not necessarily thinking of like a specific kind of person. I'm just thinking of two different directions they could go in. So these are just examples. So obviously, I, Gwendolyn Christie is very different from Amelia Clark. They're very two very differently built 
women. <laughs> so I'm thinking they could go for somebody that is like built for combat, built for that kind of thing, which would I feel like be a good Gwendolyn Christie. Or they could go the opposite and go for someone that's small and nimble and like quick and, and stuff, which I think is Amelia Clark, like mm-hmm. someone more in that vein because she's, you know, shorter and cuter and a little mousier, like in a good way. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. kind of my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, see, now some because you're not you haven't played. You're not like a super Metroid, not super Metroid the game, but a large Metroid fan because you haven't really been around them for too I'm long. I'm a newer. So I'm a newer. You're fan. newer to the IP. Sure. I've I would say for me. Gwendolyn Christie doesn't really fit the 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 type that they've always pegged her as. Um, I could see maybe Amelia Clark a little bit more, but in my mind, always pictured like a Charlize Theron for the part, um, or Theron, or however everybody says her name different. Um, if and, and it also depends on sort of the age that they're going for. Mm-hmm. I could see. I didn't write this one down, but based on. Um, Oh, what's the movie with her and uh, Tom Cruise? Emily Blunt. I could picture her oh, yeah. being really Emily good in Blunt the part. Emily Blunt would be awesome. Yeah. I could picture, not that she would do it, or maybe that we would want her to do it because she's already doing movies, Captain Marvel, but Brie Larson feels like the right person for this. Cara Delevingne yeah. is going more younger, but she's kind of got, because you got to also picture, it's it's sort of like they who also looks right in the helmet. Because they got to be yeah, very... Yeah, like nose up, you need a very specific type of they eyes. they got to have certain eyes, say. certain eyebrows. Yeah, yeah and it, it sounds weird to say that, but they've got to have a very expressive like eyes to to sell it. Mm-hmm. And um, I also started thinking like... Delevingne, definitely. It's, yeah, it's, because they yeah. also have like those pointy features. And for some reason, every time they show Sam, she's got very like a, like pointy sort fox-like. of sharp... Yeah, sharp fox-like like, fox features. features. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie would be a good one for it. And then I always liked... Um, Yvonne Strahovski is. I, I know. I see it. In she's the from Chuck. She was Yvonne in Dexter. Yvonne Strah- Strahovski. Yeah, <laughs> she plays. Yeah, <laughs> and I always thought she would be good too. And they're all yeah. sort of similar, but you can have a different age range there with all of yeah. them. But uh, yeah, no matter who it is, it would be awesome to see this move. You know, this this IP made into a movie. And it would Ooh. be tough because obviously it's very similar to a Zelda. There's not a lot of. She doesn't talk a lot, but she does talk. Uh, we've seen that in movies. We've seen that actually just in Metroid Dredge. There's mm-hmm. parts where she actually speaks finally, and uh, <laughs> it would be really cool. I think it would have a really like dark sort of horror movie vibe almost. Yeah. You know, and people could say, oh, what's it going to be, a silent film? Well, speaking of Emily Bl- Emily Blunt, they just did like two movies where there's barely Basically any a silent talking. Film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like that's not, oh, what's it going to, no talking? Yeah, yeah, that happens. It, it's okay. And they're awesome movies. So let's get what's not- his face to direct. Then it will be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt's husband. Oh yeah. my gosh. What's his name? Yeah. John Krasinski. <laughs> John Krasinski. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know who else would be really good as Samus is the girl, the actress who just did the Tomb Raider movie. I oh, yeah, I name. can see. Yeah, but I can see her doing it. That too. movie, it did have very dark moments and she did really good in like all the action sequences and everything. I, I could definitely see that. I, I just want to see the suit come to life. I want to see, yeah. you know, the, the Metroid Dread has so many parts in it, so many stills that you look at and you're like, oh, my God. 
goodness, she's such a badass, you know? And I just want that. So cinematic, so tough, so strong. And I want Mm. want that movie because I just think it'd be so fun. You're going to sit there and you're going to watch and you're going to be on the edge of your seat. You're going to be so pumped because you're just like, you know, here's this giant five-story monster and she's looking up at it and you can hear the gun charging up. And it's just like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. You know, I don't know how they would do the morph ball. I feel like that would be tough but i think See, that's it, why we need someone like amelia clark nice and tiny <laughs> yeah yeah just rolls around yeah but I, i'm super I, this would be amazing i know it with people that have been metroid fans for years have always wanted a movie and it never mm-hmm. comes to be but i do think it would be a blast to uh to check it out i agree so it looks like nintendo teased more lego super mario expansion sets that are set for early 2022 the teaser included plessy who is the little like dinosaur Yoshi looking thing that you ride in Super Mario 3D World and Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And it also references um, Super Mario 3D Land from the Nintendo 3DS. So if you're into that stuff and if you are collecting these expansion sets, um, keep an eye out for early next year. Uh, Nintendo hasn't announced the pricing yet. They haven't announced any official release date or anything like that. So um, keep your finger on the pulse. Nice. My, I was talking to my brother because I have I have two young uh, nieces that are very into Nintendo and mm-hmm. Mario, and I was saying that I I wasn't thinking these in particular, but I was thinking it would be fun to get some Lego uh, Nintendo kits for them for Christmas sure. maybe. And he was saying he's actually going to pick these up for them, so I'll be able oh, to really? see them firsthand and actually see. You know, these to me aren't that interesting as as much as I I want something where They're they can kids, all get together, and build something, you know, yeah, and actually have yeah. some fun building. I've seen some really cool kits, whether it's Nintendo related or not, where you can build, you know, Santa's workshop or they're really they they all like Minecraft. So I'd get some Minecraft kits for them or something where it's just off yeah. the screen, but they can all do it together and it'd be kind of fun. But either way, this made me think of like I I can finally see these in person and and see what it's all about. Nice. Yeah, you'll yeah. have to keep an eye on when they get them so you can share your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands on. Uh, speaking of hands on, we are getting another Nintendo store. Unfortunately, it is not here in the States. It will be in Japan. There is currently only one Nintendo Tokyo store. Well, opening in late 2022, Osaka will be getting the next store of their very own. I think that's very cool. Any more Nintendo stores are welcome. We are lucky that the only one here in the States is in New York City. So it's Just only a, few a, hours away. <laughs> a stone's throw for us yeah. to go to the store. And I'm I'm excited to go hopefully again this year because I want to get another t-shirt while I get down there. I'm hoping that they open one in San Diego. Not like I'm going to go there, but I feel like then they kind of have the West and the East Coast covered and it would be kind of nice. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Well, that does it for all of our news stories this week. Brings us to the top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we have Mario Party Superstars. Second, Unravel 2. Third, Mario Dread. Fourth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Fifth, Minecraft. Sixth, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, followed by Stardew Valley. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Among Us. And then in tenth, we have Plants vs. Zombies Battle of Neighborville Complete Edition. Nice. And we didn't have any new games in the top 30 this week. So. New releases we're into this week, and we've got a bunch of uh, checks. Once again, November 9th, Airborne Kingdom for $25. This is an airborne city building and management game. So if you've ever played, like uh, you know, Bioshock, 
um, infinite and said, you know what? I don't want to play this as a game. I want to just build this city. Well, this is probably the game for you then, because now I feel like you're creating the city that Bioshock Infinite takes place in. Each city will begin in a unique procedurally generated map encompassing three distinct areas with 12 cities to discover. And you basically start as this little this little module that just has a prop and it's sort of puttering around over the land and you keep adding to it and adding to it. And it, it looks like it could be a lot of fun or extremely frustrating, but either way, it looks like it's going to be beautiful regardless. Mm-hmm. I do like when I was watching the trailer and then they add components and the whole thing tilts and it's like, Oh no, that's going to be too heavy. And then they have to put it somewhere else to balance out the weight. I love games like this. I love city building games. This is on the computer, which maybe is the better place to be playing something like this just with a mouse and keyboard. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I said that about Civ uh, six, I think it is, uh, which One I do, <laughs> I do play it on the key on, on my computer, but I also really enjoy it on the switch. So mm-hmm. that's not to say this cannot be fun on the switch airboard kingdom, $25. If you like any sort of city building, it's something to check out for sure. I had that checked as well. It looks really pretty. So of course I have a check on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next game that I have checked is on November 10th called 890B for $5. This is a top-down 3D adventure game. You play as a scientist named Noah and, you know, like a lot of stories that I end up checking, the human race is about to go extinct. <laughs> mm. So Noah is trying to find a new planet, that, planet that's similar to Earth where humanity can thrive. You explore a research lab, find a bunch of useful items, solve puzzles, make choices that will affect the end of the game. All that kind of stuff I usually like. I don't I, I was hesitant on this because, for one, it's very cheap, mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, the the graphics don't look great. But I'm I'm willing to overlook that if the story is good and the story sounds interesting. So yeah, yeah. again, this is a wish list one for me. Yeah, I didn't give the next one a check. It's coming out the same day. It's Real Farm Premium Edition, uh, and the only reason I even was interested in this it was I was like, oh, I could play this and pretend I'm Clarkson and have my own farm. That was the only reason I was even remotely thinking this would be kind of fun because I'm a huge fan of that. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you wouldn't know it. But there's a show on Amazon Prime called Clarkson's Farm where it's him bumbling along, actually learning how to farm. And uh, this made me kind of want to do that a little bit. If you haven't watched this show, listeners out there, please do. It's so funny. It's amazing. It's It's actually fantastic. I learned a lot actually from it and it's It's, just so well done. It gives you a new appreciation for what farmers have to go through and what, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, it's not, it doesn't take place in the States, but I would assume that it's pretty universal what, what is happening in the show. And, uh, it is so, so entertaining and, just pretty uh, informative too, and and it's wrapped up in sort of this humorous wrapper. Uh, but it, it, I think it really does show the it's struggles. Very real, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because when I was putting together the list of games this week, I was like, "Ooh, I bet you Michael's going to check this one just because of that." Yeah, I almost <laughs> so did. I was like I having to hold did. back my laughs while you're talking about it. Yeah, I almost did. And who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll come out. Maybe I will throw a check on it if it drops because I forty dollars. I'm, I'm not paying forty dollars for this, no. but if it were something where it's like a eighty seventy five percent off sale type thing, I would sure. Yeah, why not? You know, yeah. I'm sure it would be fun. I mean, I like that kind of game, so why not? Uh, the next game we both have checked is November 11th, and 
we we knew this was coming. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic for surprisingly $15. I was expecting this to be more. Um, but the game was originally released in 2003. So it doesn't look the best, but it's still decent. Um, mm-hmm. And you're the last hope for the Jedi Order. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. No, this was a good one. I remember playing this years and years ago and had a blast with it. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this coming out and re-releasing on the Switch, I think that's a great place for it. Yes, I will say it does not look great. Uh, I guess that's to be expected from a game that's 2003. And this isn't a remaster. It's not anything like that. But it was it was a lot of fun. And maybe it'll hold up. And I think that's actually a good price for it. Because if it was anything yeah. more... There would be an instant no for me, but uh, yeah, if that goes on sale and it's sort of pretty cheap, and I'm not 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 that I'm ever looking for something to play, but if I if I wanted to pick it up, then there it is. I'm happy it's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Now the next thing that I'm I'm oh, man, it's tough. I'm I'm really kind of excited for it because I saw some recent screenshots and it looks pretty good. Is the Grand Theft Auto trilogy that's coming out? This is the definitive edition. It is full price, sixty dollars, but you are getting three games. You're three getting Grand for the price Theft of one. Auto three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and San Andreas all in one. This man, oh man, it looks it's a remaster. Uh, they do have new, 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 uh, textures and new, uh, model designs and things like that for all the versions from what I could tell is going through all the screenshots on all the different versions of it. And it looks nice. It's not the prettiest on the switch. And so maybe Nothing the Xbox <laughs> or the PlayStation or the PC version would be the way to go. If, if that is the main reason you're getting it, but overall, I think you would be happy to play on anything. I think being able to play all of these fantastic games on the go would be a blast. And if you have never played any of these Grand Theft Auto games, but maybe have liked some of the more recent ones, man, these were fun. Grand Theft Auto 3 changed changed the game as it was, because if you're not familiar with 1 and 2, they were strictly top-down games, very, very different than what Grand Theft Auto 3 became. And from then on, it blew the doors off this this whole series. And it's been amazing since. Vice City, I don't think I've ever laughed and had more joy playing a game than I did playing (laughs) Vice City. I just constantly was laughing and just loved the soundtrack, loved everything about it. San Andreas brought in like working out and tattoos and all that kind of stuff. I absolutely, everything about these games, loved them. They all changed everything. So much so that when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, I thought it was a step backwards in the in the whole genre because these mm. others were so well done and they just changed so much. So I'm I love these games very very much. I'm very tempted to pick this up maybe when it goes on some sort of sale just cuz I don't want to pay $60, but they are fantastic and if you've never played any of these, you you should seriously consider uh grabbing them for some some system whether it's Nintendo or not. It it seems yeah. like a good a good deal. I, I'm not going to pick it up right away. I'm hoping that there will be like a holiday deal or something around Christmas time. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. I, I because they are doing a physical release as well for this. We did say that the digital release is extremely large. Uh, I know that there is still a download required for the physical. I don't know what's like what the difference is in size. I, it, this could be something where it's like the Bioshock where you kind of – you bought them and then you had to download bits and pieces. You know, it could be something to that effect. It may be smaller, maybe larger, but um, 
they are going to have a physical release and that's probably where you're going to really see the sales, you know, because those physicals seem to drop considerably where when the digital sometimes don't, you know, they just want the, mm-hmm. they want the product off the shelf so you can pick them up for half off or something crazy. And uh, yeah, you probably will start to see that go on sale at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, the last check I gave is it's for November 12th and it's Shin Megami Tensei 5 for $60. I am not familiar with this. I I will say that for sure. I don't never mess with Persona. I've never messed with any of these. I know that it's all the same world, but I will say that the trailers when I saw this one in particular, it started to spark my interest. I liked the gathering of the demons that are in this, and it kind of felt sort of Pokemon-ish, sort of, sort of some sort of strategies involved because you need to make sure you're going into battle with the right teams. Very, you know, I'm on this Fire Emblem kick right now where I'm organizing my teams and all of that fun stuff. So I do like that aspect of it. I don't know if I need to play or be familiar with the story to jump into this. That makes me a little nervous, especially considering it's a full priced game. And maybe somebody that listens will tell me, you know, no, you don't have to worry about it. But I love the idea of collecting some of these demons. I think some of them look really, really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. This one, the more I saw it, the more I got interested in it. I had to give the, the check. I just don't know if I, if I, sh- if I can jump in. You know what I mean? Is this mm-hmm. like a standalone story or not? Or am I just jumping in in the last chapter of the book? So I don't know. Maybe one of our listeners can fill me in and tell me. Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about it. These are all standalone games. But uh, yeah, coming out on the twelfth. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked interesting to me too. But I guess you'll have to wait and see like when reviews come out what they say too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what we're playing. Christina, what have you been playing? Well, besides Animal Crossing, like we've already talked about, I finished playing Observer. While I was streaming it on Wednesday, it actually crashed right at the ending. Oh, figures. <laughs> like in the cutscene, like I just got through all this dialogue and it was like, I don't know, 20 minutes of this dialogue. And then I had a decision I had to make. And then right after that, it crashed. And I basically was on stream. I was like, I'm not going through all that again. Sorry. <laughs> that was it. That, that so was did it. you see the ending then? Yeah. Was... So I did go back later because I just oh. didn't want to do it on the stream. It was already like 830, which is. Pretty, oh, it was 8.45. It was almost 9 o'clock, I think. So I just didn't want to do it all again on stream. But I did say I was going to finish it off stream, and I would talk about the ending on the podcast. So for those of you who ever do want to play Observer, jump ahead. Um, but for those of you who were watching the stream or watched the recording of the stream and want to know what actually happened. So, and Michael, you don't plan on playing this, I don't believe. So. I do not. No. <laughs> okay. So um, the game crashed right after I was inside this little robot. So essentially what happened was um, my son basically copied his brain and made a digital version of himself, which then evolved and made someone kill the original physical version of him. So me, his father, is trying to figure out what happened. I basically come across the digital version of my son, and he's basically saying that there's a virus coming after him. He needs to use me as a host to survive or he's going to die. And so I have this choice saying that I can either accept him as my son or reject him. Okay. And I, I rejected him. Um, it, it got it got pretty philosophical a little bit on the stream because we were kind of 
going back and forth, but um, I decided to reject him because he isn't my son anymore. He's he's my son is dead. This is a different version of him um, that seemed bad. And it was funny because E. Diggy on the stream said something that was so true. He said his voice is way too nice for him to actually be good. Mm. <laughs> so um, I ended up trying rejected. to manipulate you. Yeah. And I definitely got that vibe. I mean, it's like this. It, it felt very much like the Matrix. Like it was this crazy squid version of his face. And it was really creepy. So I rejected him. He ended up taking over my body anyway and putting me into this little like droid robot thing that the janitor uses. And Mm. I see him come up to the robot and he's like, sorry, I had to do this. It's the only way. And then he walks out. The janitor comes in and he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll take care of you. And then he plugs in his thing to the droid. And now I'm now in the janitor. So I am now the janitor. I'm chasing after my son to stop him because he's basically going to, he shouldn't exist. He's hes an anomaly that should not happen. And I go to stop him because he killed my son. And I basically were at the door of this big building. The lockdown on the building's lifted. Chiron, which is the big over overlord uh, corporation, is showing up. Their police are there. And I'm sitting here punching the heck out of myself. And... Chiron ends up sniping me, the janitor, because in their eyes, they just see a janitor punching one of their police officers, one of their observers, mm. not realizing that, no, it's actually me. And and, and basically, we both end up dying. So um, great ending. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if the ending is different if you do choose to help. I have a feeling that it isn't. I think it would have been the same both ways only because he wasn't good. So even if I did accept him, he would have still like put me on the sideline. Like I wouldn't have any control over my body. He would be gotcha. taking me over because I would just be a host. Gotcha. So I have a feeling it would have ended up being the same thing. And then I would have still ended up wanting to kill him because he betrayed me. So mm-hmm. or he lied to me. So that's my I, I was going to look it up, but I just don't care enough. I'm done with the game. I'm ready to move on. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was a very thought provoking game and very, uh, very, um, there were a few times where it reminded me of Soma a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just really interesting, interesting game. Yeah, it sounds very, very, Some very slow parts. And then there's parts that the parts that got me the most were when I had to like sneak around these things called nightmare or dream eaters is what they're called. Um, and it was stressful. <laughs> And there was another point where I was being chased. I don't like being chased, but it was, you know, if you like a little bit of a thrill here and there, Observer is a good game. Nice. If it doesn't crash. But yeah, that's it for me. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, Yeah. I pretty much, you know, we already spoke about everything for me as well. Pikmin Bloom, I've been messing with that a little bit. Animal Crossing, playing with the free update and the paid DLC and Fire Emblem. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. So if you'd like to write us and let us know what you have been playing this week, please do go to nintendodispatch.com, hit the contact button and let us know. If you want to watch us play some games, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. If you want to chat with us, you can go to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or go to our Discord. And there's a link for that on our website. So thanks so much for listening. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. Dispatch.